Anna here. Did you know I have another podcast? And did you know it's all about failure? Well, at this point, you'd have to answer yes to both of those questions because I just told you. But my other show isn't just about failure. It's about failing your way to success. Yes, success. Because the most successful people are often just the people who've gotten up the most times after their failures. Don't believe me? Go download Fail Your Way to Success wherever you get your podcasts or go to failyourway.com for more info. Now back to the show. Meditation teacher who doesn't drink anymore. You sure are. And here we are. She, Laura House is also arguably the funniest person I've ever met. You will find this out. Extremely um, arguably. Extremely <laughs> not fist, arguably. Fist fights over it. They do. They do. You, yeah. We were just fighting about it. It's I just a, knocked Laura out because she didn't believe me. It's a lot of contention about. I am I funny or not? Um, I'm. <laughs> My name I'm Anna David. I'm a writer. Uh, I, I write books and articles. A brilliant writer. And emails. She feels like she has stuff. to do this because I did it about her. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we are the co-hosts of the after party. Welcome. And to you've the arrived. Party. We're opening the door and letting you in. <sighs> the party's over. Now what? This. <laughs> As you can hear, the male laughter. No. It's oh, not yeah. because we're not we going to hang out without some dude. <laughs> not at a party. We, we don't. Ha- it's not that we have some man tied up. We got a basement. young man here, and we're going to talk. What? <laughs> I made talking sound really salacious. It can be. Talk. I didn't have to. I took it party. way down there. We're going to talk at him. So, so he does more than just laugh uncomfortably. <laughs> <laughs> Carlos Herrera. Hi. Carlos hey. is a very funny, he's a stand-up comedian, he's a writer, mm-hmm. a former entertainment assistant from the age of 19. He has performed at the Hollywood Improv and the Comedy Store, amongst others. He also wrapped a docu-comedy pilot for MTV. Didn't get picked up. You oh, know, I'm sorry to hear that. That's, yeah. I had well, a you made a docu-comedy. That's awesome. What does that mean? It's just a funny wait, documentary. It's like waiting mm-hmm. for Guffman. Yeah. But not. That's it was just like, a it was a TV pilot and it didn't go. And, um, you know, now I got to write teen dramas and hope they sell. That's what I'm doing right now. Still a good life. You yeah. say it like it's yeah. like a salt mine. Yeah. <laughs> it's not the salt mine. Gotta write them teen or dramas. Or my Christmas movie I wrote. Oh, yeah. that's, that's great bank if you can get that off the ground. Oh, that immediately got rejected. It didn't go past any no. sort of phase. They're like, we're not Carlos, go out with this. I feel that oh, we hey. say something positive and you knock it down. <laughs> I'm impressed with your work ethic, though, that you're just like, all right, I'll just write more scripts. Like, yeah, I, that, to do. that attitude you cannot lose. I have nowhere to go. Okay, again, we'll get e, there. that just Good. happened again. She said something super positive, and you're like, that's only because there's nothing else for me to do. Is um, that a real issue? Even there. Which, that what you just said? Maybe. Having, I feel like you really want to get into it, and I really want you to do that. You you say that like I'm gonna cure you of it. I because the way you said maybe made me feel really like wrong. right like, like you had a lot of faith in Whereas in my ability. I have to a test. different position, which is I think having nothing to do is a great gift for a writer, mm. and I think mm. you're sort of self-deprecating point of view <laughs> will just make you funnier. So I say stick with it. Stop changing him. He's very successful. I think. The best thing for me has been going through like horrible times. Absolutely, hundred percent. Yeah. A, like every horrible time, times are the best. They Not are. at the time, but later. Yeah, yeah. My friend was going through a breakup a couple weeks ago, and I and I didn't want to tell her this, so I didn't. But I was just thinking, I was like, you're going through a horrible breakup where you thought you're going to marry the guy. You're just going to be. It's just ensuring that you're going to be better at what you do a year from now. Nice. That's all it's doing. Like, this is a deep man. 
Do you see it's what I mean? It's a negative pep talk, we call that, but still effective. <laughs> but I think he's... And honest. You, very good. You said something positive and he did not refute it, so he's healing already. Like, oh, look at the work. The Anna David influence. The progress. But I do I think... I for that. Yeah, yeah, I'll send it to you. I'll, I'll hand it to you on the way out the door. Um, no, you're paying me by being a guest on our podcast. There we go. But I will say this. Mm-hmm. Um, pain, you know, the, the boring and, and profound way to say it, the cliche is pain is the touchstone of spiritual growth. Okay. But it's I have heard that. so freaking true. It is. It's unfortunate. It really yeah. is. It is unfortunate that we can't just go, I feel okay, but I want to feel better, so I'm going to do some work. It's usually, no. Yeah. It's a very different scenario at the front. I can't do anything unless like I'm going through a really horrible time. If I'm happy, all I'm gonna do is, is get drive. Fat. Yeah, drive super fast and <laughs> listen to music. I and got a ticket not just yesterday. Being happy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, being happy is can be super super annoying. Do you not, pay your tickets? That I don't drive. Of course. Um, I never do. Oh, that's what does bad. that mean? I you just, just throw them away? Well, yeah. Listen, imagine all the cops that might be <laughs> listening to this, and I mean, and they'll get in touch with you now. That's okay. I mean, Why do you think that's not a problem? Yeah, just I just ignore away. them. That's not what you're supposed to do. <laughs> I mean, I know that. I just feel like there's someone in my life that always says, he goes, Carlos, you think the rules don't apply to you. Yeah. <laughs> and I... Sounds accurate. Yeah. <laughs> he sounds like a good I friend. I mean, that's a big I didn't have a rule. license this, for this two years and I rode a motorcycle. Okay, well, since this is right. a, okay, a conversation about addiction recovery, what I would like to... I'm addicted to not paying my <laughs> Yeah, you're addicted to irresponsibility. <laughs> but... That sounds like something a 17-year-old kid would have to say at is, rehab in <laughs> the Palisades. Is this a good pickup line? You're addicted to being sexy. <laughs> is that a good... Because I'm, I'm going to try it. I'm going to try, like try it. Let's all go somewhere now and try it. Right. How about I don't do it? (laughs) That's the way we do it. Uh, But I do say that, I would say that irresponsibility, no, that thinking the rules don't apply to you is a characteristic of addicts and alcoholics. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. Well, not me. Except you. See what I did? (laughs) Yeah. I made that rule not apply to me. Oh! (laughs) Woo! So subtle. Double burn. But I don't think that anybody would like ingest toxic amounts of, uh, you know, illegal and, and possibly fatal substances if they actually thought the rules applied to them. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. You know? The rules of how chemicals work in your body. Yeah. yeah. The rules of physics. Yeah. So, but what's funny about me, mm-hmm. I know you're the guest, but let me tell you a little oh, bit more boy. about me. Good interview. Carlos, um, it's like I know you already. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that when I got sober, I became the most, like, Reese Witherspoon in election, number two pencil sharpened rule follower extraordinaire. That's so funny. Yeah, and funny that you had to say in election as opposed to getting pulled over a couple weeks ago. You know? Oh, as opposed to the real life getting pulled what over. Are we, you that's were, so interesting. In election. And yeah. I read on a gossip site today that like she and her husband were drinking at, I mean, but who cares? Like they're not, they're just spoiled people. They're not yeah. like addicts probably. Yeah, they're just adults who were drinking. Like, I don't like, everyone made a big deal about it. I was like, who cares? Like, just let him drink. Like, well, I mean, he was, he was like drunk and you know and over a, the legal a little limit. the big oh, deal was a... drunk driving yeah i mean and sorry, being guys. and being um uh like in was, s- it wasn't maybe it didn't go to the level of abuse but being certainly belligerent to a police officer and yeah. and you're a known person but i think that was kind of the deal okay but was <laughs> that reese witherspoon was like you're gonna find out who i am well but yeah. okay anybody who's ever worked <laughs> with hilarious. any celebrity a to Z list. Like, does I'm shocked that doesn't happen every single that's, time that's a, a celebrity point. is pulled over. That's a good point. Because I, I mean, I've worked with a lot of them like, be jerks. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. If I do good on a comedy set, I'm a nightmare. Right after. <laughs> for I'm an a, hour and a half. Oh yeah, I'm a for the rest of it. I'm a complete nightmare, and my ego is insane. I, I so funny. punched up one episode of a TV show, and. I went through a phase where, like, if I wasn't getting enough attention at the table at the diner late at night, I would yell the TV show name as a joke, <laughs> and no one thought it was funny. Wow. But did it work? Yeah. Would they then say... Yeah, I mean, it got laughs. But right. Like, that's all we want. It was Validation. Ego. Yeah, that's all I want. All I... Oh, completely. All you want, Carlos, you want laughs, and you want phone numbers of hot girls. That's so... Eh. 
It's true. It's not true. And I say this as your former editor. It's so embarrassing. No, because you are in so... In 3D. <laughs> you're so honest about it, and, it's, and I think it's just the truth, and you're unafraid to say it. I think I just... I think that I live very far from my family. I don't... I don't... I moved away very young. I feel like... I've never really had a home in the past however many years I've been away, six years or so. Mm -hmm. And like I always, I went, I had a relationship where I did feel like I had like family, you know? Uh-huh. And, and I feel like ever since then, like lost and like, Aww. and I feel like, uh, I feel like I don't like have a family. I feel like I don't have anything. So what I do is I look for the validation from other people. Like mm -hmm. I feel alone, even though I'm surrounded by like good friends, mm -hmm. I feel like at the end of the night, like it's always just going to be like me driving home and that's it. Like, and I've like, and I don't know. And that's like why, like, like my addictive side kicks in and I'm, right. like, I'm addicted to validation mm -hmm. to a point where it's like, it can be bad and I have to watch it. You know, like I will, when I, specifically when I do comedy, even when I do, like, I'll do bad in comedy sets and I'll walk out and I'll just like, I'll, I'll feel horrible after because I didn't get the validation and I tried mm -hmm. and like, I'll like, I'll get so depressed. And I talk. totally get that. Yeah. I like, I had a show last week and I was, I like two of my good friends were in the back and we always like heckle each other, you know, mm -hmm. and like. I couldn't take it that night and I got heckled and I stopped the entire show and I demanded that they leave <laughs> and then the audience was like what's this guy's problem and they didn't like me for the rest of the set even though I was doing my material works all the time and it went horribly I, I walked out I didn't say bye to anyone I left and I was just like in my car staring into nothing just being like I don't know what I'm gonna do now at what point did you realize that that was like not necessarily that that was maybe quote unquote your alcoholism or something? Oh, you know? almost Im immediately. Were like you the embarrassed? First, the first time I did good in comedy, I knew that I was addicted. No, but also that thing of oh, I'm so upset at my friends for heckling me and they're wrong. Oh yeah, that's ridiculous. I knew, I knew, I know as I'm doing it, but I choose to do it still because a part of me likes being like um, dramatic. Yeah, I like doing, I like getting that attention no matter what. I like being like mean to my friends sometimes. I like going crazy on, I, this is so, so interesting. I hate saying this out loud. It's so embarrassing, but it's true. Like I, like when I throw fits, <laughs> like at a comedy club or anywhere really, like a part of me is like, well, I can do that. And like my head's like, Carlos, you're talented. You can do literally whatever you want to do. And like, I'll roll with that. And that is so wow. bad to the point where I'll talk to like a couple of good friends of mine and they'll be like, you absolutely are wrong and cannot yeah, ever because nobody that. can. It doesn't matter how yeah. talented you are. It's like, you, I don't know. I just feel like the people who go far are not the most talented. They are yeah. the best at playing the game. And oftentimes they are, you know, you know how nice Cameron Diaz is? I've met her twice. She's the nicest girl I've ever met Do next you to you. Do you ever know? I'm joking. No, but my point is like that, that Sandra Bullock, like, you know, mm -hmm. that nice, you know, and I relate, I don't, did you relate to every word he was saying or am I just no, have a lot in common? I, I was wishing I had 10% of what he has. Oh, I never oh. have had the thought I'm so talented I can do anything. It's real. It's a horrible. <laughs> I thing would. I feel like I would have a a wall full of Emmys if I had any of that. Mm. I like. I book shows and then I call in sick the day oh, before yeah. and but oh and I'm going out of town and I'm not. I'm but just it's like not I don't want to do confidence. it. Oh yeah, it's yeah. I, but it I am, can still take you to some. It can make you show up somewhere because oh. you. Out of all your awesomeness, mm -hmm. I would think. No, it's really a double-edged sword. Okay, because so when I I used to be on this television show, and when the when I was giving sex, sex and dating advice, pretty much acting like somebody who could give VHS? sex and dating advice. It's not that old. <laughs> it was G Force Attack of the Show, and um, and 
when when the host went out of town, oh, I would sub for her. Mm-hmm. And one week of having car service and like everything oh, revolving yeah. around Here me, we by Wednesday, I was so mean because I started to believe so that funny. I was better than other people. And when you're better than oh, other yeah. people, you're alone. Nobody's like good enough. And I started to realize that validation was a drug for me and that it was a really destructive one. Yeah. Mine, mine comes out as self-hatred hmm. because I started in a show that was a long time ago. <laughs> it was a really long time mm-hmm. ago. And I was terrified. I was like, I'm the worst one on the yeah. show. I'm the, like, everyone who watches it wonders how I got this. Mm-hmm. Like, this is hard, which is still self-obsessed, but it's the most painful thing because it's, it's like, oh, my God, I can't. And when people were, you know, like, powerful people would say compliments to me, and I was mm-hmm. like, oh, my God, I'm right. I, I guess I had on some level some sense of, of greatness at the time. So it would, like, be validated and instantly terror. You know, like right. some somebody, the head of a giant network, like one of the biggest networks in the world, pulled me aside at a party and said, you're the voice of all women. Oh, that's great. And I was like, now everything makes sense. Yeah. Absolutely. And then I was like, well, what am I supposed to say? Oh, my God. Like, Thanks, how will the women know? Th- no. Right. I have to. What, am, what do I say to all women? What, right. what do yeah. they need me to say? Right. And I was just like, like that. I'm just an instant mess. But that's. That's just what I'm a double-edged mess. we're feeling, except you skipped the horrible part. You just went to the, what it really is, which is I'm exactly. Just You're just of more efficient with the self-hatred. <laughs> yeah. Because oh, good, good. Well, I have that going for me then. Congratulations. <laughs> but Thank it, you it guys. Is, I feel better. I'm gonna go. <laughs> I feel we're talking to you now. Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> this is where one heals and leaves in a mean way, apparently. But I do think because it's like something that, with years of sobriety, is getting so much better. And it's like realizing, first of all, realizing, you know, I just went through this six month, really difficult period where I was in physical pain and it was so bad. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, lost my job and everything was going wrong. And it's like coming out of it. I kind of, I kind of started to realize some just, I don't know, like, like in recovery, people say things like you have to let go of all your old ideas. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and the thing was, I was like, I really didn't let go of my main old idea, which is that nothing matters as much as status and fame. And that's the truth. Mm. And to realize that, this realization happened like two weeks ago, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I realized that not only did it keep me in relationships with people that were not nice to me, but it also kept me shaming myself because I'm never going to be as statusy or famous enough, you know, for me. And like to let that go, it literally like felt like it got removed. Yeah, I get it. And then I was, I was telling, I was telling Laura, I worked on this show last week for three days, and it was such a relief to go in there and not have to be like, That's, did you yeah. know I published books? Like, yeah. you know, da, da, da. and like, it was just so nice to That's not cool. have to do that, because that's a way to avoid all that. I feel like the status and fame, like the 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 striving for that, like that those like medals to walk around with, like when I want things like that, it, it really it just. Okay, so I, okay, last week or a couple weeks ago, this is, I can't believe I'm saying this, but oh, I, this sounds good. I, like I had a bu- I, I had a friend. I didn't, I, I didn't really like the guy, whatever, and well, no one will know who this is because a lot of comics in LA have gotten TV shows this year, but there's a guy I know that got a show, and I was, right. I was really. I saw it on Twitter. I woke up and looked on Twitter, and I was like, "You gotta be kidding me." And like we never really get along, and we actually, yeah. So we never get along, whatever. And uh, I was super upset. Right. Like, are you kidding me? And then he was like posting pictures, and I was just like so <laughs> mad. I was uh-huh. like, and and what happened? And it was even worse because like I had a TV show that didn't go. Right. And like. Right. And so, what? What I realized was that what it really came down to was I wished I was him that day so I could get attention from people and I could wow. like call my dad and get like validation from someone who I wanted from and I could like walk into a comedy club and have them put me up immediately because that's what happens in comedy. You right. do one TV show and all of a sudden like you can do whatever you want. At least in Los Angeles, that's how it is. And so I just really wanted the validation. I didn't 
I don't care if like I'm on TV or not. I don't ever try to be on TV. Right. Like, but I, it's like I was mad that I didn't get what he had, even though I had like I didn't even want to do the work to get it. Right. It, or even do the job. It sounds like that much. Yeah. Like I don't care. Like it has nothing to do with me. It's totally out of my element. But I would. All I wanted was the validation that he was getting that day. Right. And as a result, I was a shitty human being for 24 hours. And I stayed at my place. And if like you asked me to like hang out, I I texted really. I thought they were really funny, but they were really mean things. And, <laughs> yeah. Like what? Um, they're bad. Are they like unpodcastable? No, I did. <laughs> this is I. Well, I don't know Laura. I don't want Laura to think about that person. Sounds good. I'm not listening. I'm yeah, not even yeah, listening. Yeah, yeah, she's totally thinking only about herself. Yeah. Self-hatred. Sorry, not true. <laughs> Go on. No, well, okay, so, like, I have, like, a circle of, like, insults in my head that are, like, nukes that like, I know will, like, destroy every conversation uh -huh. I have. And, like, and if I want to win a conversation, like, I'll just nuke it with, like, the meanest things I can ever. Oh, yeah. This is just all horrible things, but. I'm never going to talk to you again. Yeah. <laughs> my friend was like, hey, just, you know, like, hey, do you want to come down to the comedy store tonight? And, and I was like, no. And he's like, why? I was like, I didn't move to the Hollywood Hills to fucking hang out with you guys. And I went crazy. Oh, like, I went nuts. Oh, that kind of mean. And I felt, yeah, the nukes. Personal I, to the person. Oh, yeah, I always go personal. to the and person reaching out to you. I felt horrible. Mm. And I was like, why do I do this stuff? It's like, oh, by the way, I was getting the validation I wanted in that moment. But since it didn't go the way <laughs> I wanted to, there was no way I was going to take it. And, like, I don't know. I just feel like, you know, I should go hang out with the cats now. I, I wonder if that's like what at the core of like Facebook depression uh -huh. because everyone's like because you can any everyone's like capturing like an, a, a great moment mm. and a line about it and so when you kind of look at like a hundred in a row even though it's not like I, it is very hard when somebody gets a TV show and you did that stuff like because that yeah. is really like oh my dream didn't happen and on some level I'm happy for you but it, it's also painful like get that but sometimes I can be like God they had a better time at the LACMA Kubrick exhibit right. than I did I you know like I, right. this family like posted all these like I was like I mean I went to that exhibit it was okay <laughs> my so God funny. I was like not good enough. To, for right. their experience always, yeah. at LACMA. Yeah. Right. It doesn't, honestly, it doesn't have to be a big thing. Yeah. I mean, it's, a big thing is understandable, and I think it's because I it, work in television also, and it's important to, like, mourn the loss of a show that didn't go. Mm -hmm. I think that's valid to be like, oh, I really yeah. put energy into this, and it didn't go, whatever, you know, to move on. But as far as the other stuff goes, in recovery, the only thing I found that works, the only thing I found, A, drinking. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um, but to like really do that thing and it's so nerdy, but to like be of service. Yeah. The right. only totally. time I've been helped and people have told, yelled at me to do this again and again, like, cause it was more of a struggle earlier on, but to just like, and even, and to me it's like, but comedy's not being of service. Like I'm going to just go like talk about my weird childhood, you know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. but if I can really go, you know what? What like I was at the improv a couple of weeks ago and I was really nervous because mm -hmm. I hadn't I don't do stand up super regularly anymore, mm -hmm. and I was basically terrified. Just fought calling in sick. I wanted to so bad. I was like, just if you hate doing it, then you don't ever have to do it again. Right. But you yeah. right, just right. do this show. Also, I was like, it's not about you. Your friend is headlining. Right. Why don't you just show up, yeah. enjoy his set, ask people how they were, say That's good cool. job, like. Why don't you wow. prepare your material like a professional mm -hmm. and look at it and just be of service to the audience and the improv and your own material and like stay out of the whatever. And I had a great set. I mean, That's awesome. I'm not, that may not always be the formula. Yeah. Ooh, wouldn't that be awesome if it was? No, but it But it, it definitely is. helped to like, I wasn't just like, everything's riding on my next word. Well, because yeah. the truth is that self-obsession is what makes us miserable. Like that was something I did not know until I got sober. Yeah. If you're obsessing over yourself, you're great. You're going to be thinking a lot of super negative things. It's never going to work. Mm -hmm. I've never obsessed and then gotten to some thought and go, oh, <laughs> I, it is enough. Thank God yeah. I thought about myself. I, thank enough. God this is our time well spent. Because <laughs> the most miserable people are the most self-obsessed. And so that's why yeah. the service element, I feel like, is so crucial. The other thing that helps, this is less uh, 
spiritual, but uh-huh. <laughs> remembering that nothing actually, no thing actually brings happiness. Yeah. That like That's I'm pretty spiritual. Oh, thank That's you. That's kind of ultimately I mean, spiritual. I can't help it. But but like, I remember <laughs> I, I can't even not say anything. I mean, I just spiritual. I mean, there's like Gandhi, and then there's like me. Yeah, I, I get it. Like, like Marianne Williamson checks somewhere. Yeah, but I hear you. But but because I remember thinking, if I sell a book to a publisher, that's it. That I, I will have my happiness for the rest right. of my yeah. life. And then the book comes out, and I am like, well, you did that. Do five more, you know? And so to remember that if nothing ever, no thing actually makes me happy, there's no point in being jealous of someone else because ultimately I want happiness. I don't want TV yeah. shows and books. I, I do those things because I think, I pursue them because I think they'll bring me happiness. Yeah. And then you get them and you don't care. Yeah. Yeah. I'm deep. No? Exactly or is that obvious? No, I think that's just uh, a, a human experience that everyone that you know, isn't dumb, knows, you know, <laughs> anyone that I, thinks, I'm going to take that as a compliment. I think, no, no, it's like, yeah. he called me about, not, he called me not dumb. Yeah. Way to go. Thank He's you. He's flirting. I think so. <laughs> That's a neg, I think. I heard about that a while ago and I was like, I can't do that. I think you naturally do it. No, I no say way. with affection. I say it with affection. Um, <laughs> so you guys, do you? Uh, well, I let's talk about some of the news this week related right. to addiction and recovery. News and when, stories. When I say news, I'm saying news light. I'm saying okay. fun news. Uh, articles, something out in the so. Okay, so guys, there is this mayoral. That's a hard word to say. Mayoral. It's not a natural word to say. Is, am I saying it correctly? It sounds almost Mayor dirty. God. Like if I said my mayoral area is flaring up, <laughs> it can't sound good. There's I a, you need a doctor. <laughs> a mayoral candidate named Christine Quinn in New York. She's openly gay. She went and spoke at a college and she talked about her struggles with alcoholism and bulimia. Okay. Far more relevant to me is she is a graduate of Trinity College, which is where I went. And oh. we have our only famous alumni besides Edward Albee is Tucker Carlson, who wears those bow ties. So, so that seemed exciting. But that's not the point. The point is that then the New York Observer said, wrote this piece today about how, and when I say today, I, I don't mean today podcasting audience, because mm-hmm. I mean today, you know, it's, it's sort of meta. Um, where, she, where that she was really only doing this to you know soften her image, and she oh. very smartly said, "I don't know that if admitting I'm bulimic or alcoholic would be the best solution to that." And when they tried to get her to answer how she got sober, she said, um, "I'm not going to answer one way or another." But I want to be clear: with both of these challenges, I've been able to overcome them because I've asked for help. Mm. And I love That's that. Cool. Yeah, so the gist of it. So do, you, so do you guys think she was trying to soften her image? Uh, I mean, yeah. Wait, do you really think I d- coming out as an alcoholic? I don't know what her image was. I think she wants to get the votes of people who, you know, have that in their family. Oh, for sure. I think that's going to alienate maybe more people than I, it would. I don't know. Politics no. likes, this was something that worked for George Bush in his favor. Politics likes a, a restart. Politics likes mm. to come back in in my yeah. state. Ann Richards House of Cards was a yeah. Ann Rich that movie where I got so it. So good. Um, <laughs> I, anyway, you guys, you House of Cards so is so smart. good. But it but it is politics likes a like a redo. Yeah. And right. especially if you're kind of struggling because once she's on the cover of New York Magazine. Yeah. And so that is helping. And if you're sometimes if you're like maybe in the middle of you go you know what I need to make a strong point I it was bad and now I'm totally different you can trust me now and I think people even like Anthony Weiner has a whole new career and people just go totally. like Hugh Grant has a whole career oh, we love no, no, we when, love a comeback yeah when people well we love an admission yes and with the pro, we love an amends yeah. it's people making this like I'm. You know what? I'm going to acknowledge yeah, yeah, what I did, yeah. and I was crazy, and then we get to make a couple jokes, and then we go, oh, okay, you're back. You're, you're It's Hugh so Grant. true, and if you don't <laughs> yeah. acknowledge, it, it's yeah, with hiding nobody. Well, also, in this day and age, like you can't hide from... I right. mean, if the head of the CIA can get caught, right. everyone's getting caught. Yeah, now he's right. a teacher at USC. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, really? Now, yeah. I didn't know that's crazy. Yeah. He's in our neighborhood. That's yeah. outrageous. Yeah, good for him. <laughs> well, so, excellent points. Excellent points. The comeback story. 
So yeah, and I mean that's also why every celebrity, when they get in trouble, their mea culpa is that they're going to rehab, whether they got in trouble for racism yeah. or <laughs> you know something yeah. totally unrelated. Yeah, because yeah, people are forgiving and they oh they'll be better when they get out or or right. or whatever. And I think too, I mean I've become really cynical, which is unfortunate. I teach meditation, but I <laughs> become like cynical anyway. If anything you admit publicly, you're doing for publicity. I mean, yeah. obviously, it's it, the yeah, same word. That's why I so said I, that. I never really. I disagree in that you say it publicly to help other people who might not feel comfortable. She's a, maybe, but she's also a politician who wants right. to further her own. You know, like she went to Trinity, so she's not that smart. Oh boy! <laughs> but she's, where is that? It's this small liberal arts school that I went to in Connecticut, oh, okay. full of spoiled children who don't. Retain anything? She did. I'm yeah, not talking no, about I get her. it. But like me. Jane Fonda came out with a book that was like, you know what? I she admitted when she did all those workout videos, she was actually like taking speed and stuff, right. and it wasn't <laughs> just the workouts that were. And all these other kind of uncoverings of her past that I know you thought of me like this, but really I was like this. And anyway, I'm just a whole new me, and I'm like, you just want to sell books? Like there's right. nothing like yeah. you're not doing anyone a favor. You're just like going anyway, me, me, me again, another story in my yeah. life, and right. you should buy it. Right, right, right. That's so true. So I have, a, I have a, that's the level of, if it does, fantastic, but I have, I tend to have a little level of cynicism. No, I like, get that too. Oh, this is you helping yourself and whatever. Right, right. And if it helps someone else, that's awesome too. It but will it's, likely help someone else actually. Yeah, yeah. I think so. I think yeah, so. Yeah, the lady running for mayor talking about alcohol, how she was an alcoholic or is still, uh, is definitely going to help people, but it's also going to get her certain voters too. Right. She is very strategically getting at that moment. Right. Like you don't run for mayor of New York City without having like the best experts in that city helping you do it. Right. Like she's not saying the word alcoholism at uh, you know, in a public forum without being told to say it. Like she's not winging it up there. <laughs> true. True. You know, there, yeah, you guys bring up excellent points. I still like it. I still like the way she handled it. Oh, that. sure. I'm also impressed that she's openly gay. I think all the open, the openly gay landslide is like just changing the face of America, right? Which is like amazing, because right. even in my you know very young lifetime, you know, it was very different ten years ago, right? You're it's, like twenty, so yeah. <laughs> well, but even like I mean, just to be able to the way I was I was raised with like oh the, you know that's you know really the tone what it wasn't even brought up really, but it yeah. it was like the tone was we looked down on you know that's bad basically right and then you know i get to college and i meet people and you go oh gay the right. coolest people ever are gay you know yeah, like and so nice and then it was understood like the gay but they can't really you know be right. out with it though and now it's like i just it just seems like we've crossed this tipping point that's totally. great so but i i agree and i actually think that recovery and addiction is following in the footsteps. I feel like of, it's ahead of it. You think it's following? Yes. I felt like it's been, but then again, I live in LA where recovery is not a crime. Yeah, no, it's considered like <laughs> Maybe an the, the rest of the world, it may be It's weirder. different. It is different. Yeah, I that's think. true. But, but I do think that, yeah, no, I think that. The LA know, culture is very pro, yeah. pro recovery. But, it's also movie credit at this point. Yeah. It's on IMDb, sober. Right. <laughs> is, is there an S-I-M-D-B? Is there it's a sober probably. IMDb where it's like, by the way... You guys, let's launch it. That other, <laughs> that, the other network. <laughs> okay, so here, um, here's That's another nice. story related to addiction. A different kind of addiction that I don't want to out him, but Carlos suffers from. Um... I just, I just I feel outed like you him. Just, I, I, I know. Wait, I which I, one? Wait. You couldn't, you couldn't have so lied hard. more when you I said know. you didn't want to out I mean him. Both. I'm, just I'm an a, alcoholic. Okay, that's good, but you also smoke, and I only know that because there are Parliament cigarettes sitting on the very table with a lighter, and Laura did not bring them. Although I, I plan to start smoking. You do. When's a good time to start <laughs> smoking? After I feel this. like, yeah, I feel like there's a good time where you go. It only affects you if you start young, but if you start old, maybe like. It's just not a problem. That's, yeah, total mi misinformation <laughs> that nobody really? should. Really? Well, you know, I just. What if I wasn't want... addicted to cigarettes? I, I, I don't. I just smoke them every day. Um, <laughs> I, you know, because I'm studying to get this counseling degree at UCLA. And so you are? I, yeah, yeah, That's yeah. Cool. Um, it's great to get, it's the KDAC. It's California Drug and Alcohol Certification. Right. I've skipped a couple words in there because I don't yeah, know them. Don't know but me. I'll know them by the time I get that degree. But yeah. so I've learned. What if that were just your test? <laughs> you <laughs> wouldn't have passed. 
she would, yeah, taken no, the test. She she passed it. <laughs> so sad. I've been in school for a year. Really? Yeah. How did I not know this? I don't know. So I don't, you don't know. ask about other people. Yeah, because uh, of your uh, chronic self-obsession. I think we've covered it. Obsession with with status. I tease. I kid. No, but but I've learned so many interesting facts. Like basically, yeah, if you start smoking between the ages of twelve and fourteen, you're likely gonna be a lifelong smoker. You know, oh, it's gonna. Do that? Yeah, I did. Um, I smoked for thirteen years, so really? I can judge freely. Okay. Um, <laughs> but also, if you if you smoke at that age, you are more likely to become an addict of not oh, really? cigarettes, but of, of drugs and alcohol. So oh. interesting. I don't know. I that could also be. You have a proclivity to be an addict, therefore you picked up because be. I didn't start smoking at fourteen or or any other age. Well, no, but it, it doesn't mean that. Does at fourteen, I did. My my dad oh, really? didn't. Yeah, my dad smoked for like fifty or sixty years, and then he just stopped. That's, That's amazing. So awesome. It was amazing. Well, I mean, it, it it's like super plan. duper sad. My mom got fifty years. My mom got really sick, uh, oh. and then he stopped because he felt really, oh, he cool. he was afraid he was contributing to it but so but he but still okay. he just stopped it was like crazy well I, my theory about smoking it, it's sort of uh that thing is that it's cool it's so rad <laughs> it's super sexy and you can totally it is get, cool no it's not cool <laughs> my thing about smoking oh, sorry. this is an that, intervention it, <laughs> <laughs> your dad just is, is i can doing, blow smoke rings um that's not even hard <laughs> it is hard no it's not i okay. used to do them but, but my thing about smoking is that it's not even hard. is that it's you cannot do it without being in denial of what smoking is doing to you so it makes oh, yeah. sense to me that your dad had that that your mom got sick and mm. so the denial lifted like once you actually realize and I'm so sorry to do this to you it's but okay. basically like I will I will die a painful death mm -hmm. from this you could young. say the same thing about meat and fried foods and driving. You could, but I'm not saying that about those things. Because, <laughs> but I'm not. <laughs> um, you could say a lot Join of things. Join us next week. I'm addicted the to meat driving. Episode. You're going to die. <laughs> anyway, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to tell you about this lady because um, she makes you and your denial about smoking sound totally sane. I'm not in denial about but maybe a little bit. Okay, so she, a woman named Edna Mae Lopez, uh, wanted to quit smoking. She had tried everything. Nothing mm -hmm. worked. So she decided... I'll get arrested and I'll go to jail. Oh, I heard about that. Because sure. smoking, you can't, they've banned smoking in jail. So she went and, and slapped a cop so he would arrest her so she could go to jail. And she's now in there for 63 days. I feel like she yeah. doesn't have good ideas. Yeah, I feel, <laughs> I feel yeah. like she's not a person she with good like ideas. She sounds like someone I don't ever want to talk to. Well, well her, her determination to quit smoking is admirable. I no, think there's a bigger problem yeah. than the yeah, smoking absolutely. habit. Yeah, I think I'm right. sorry. I mean, I do take your point on the surface level. You go, oh, how inventive. But I think that's, um, I bet this is not the first bad decision she's made. Also, she <laughs> attacked an innocent person who was trying to yeah. protect and serve us. I think she In the name him. of her own, she sounds like, she definitely sounds like an addict. In the name of her own. But you know what will help me? If I hit this guy. Yeah. If she really <laughs> That'll really help smoking, me in my would, life plan. She would find a way to quit smoking. The way, like, a lot of... She did do. find a way. You guys are It does not say she tried a lot of different things. I get it. I just think, like... Cop slapping isn't on the list. I just... Here's what I want to see. I want to see you get obsessed with her and go meet her <laughs> so and and with an with an idea of like she's going to be the most interesting person Podcast I've ever met. Number two. She's, she's incredible and then she's just person. a lunatic. Yeah. Oh, she's a lunatic. <laughs> she's just a crazy person. I have some other ideas. And then yeah. you go, oh no, and run out as fast as you can. Yeah. I, I have no doubt that she's insane. <laughs> I mean, but I do, I do, I, I think I'm intrigued so by insanity, you know? Um, and I love to, it, it says, you know, she'll save money on 63 days of free meals. And it's like, well, I mean, cigarettes. yeah, that's a real, like, it's just funny. It's a really self-obsessed mentality and a real, like, user, manipulative user. Like, I'll just use the well, system that, and manipulate yeah. it. That was my, for my, my editorializing was that she gets 63 days of free meals. Etta Mae did not say that. To uh, that makes it any okay. better. Yeah, I like All right, then I don't know anything system. about her. <laughs> no, all your points were excellent. Um, so, do you guys feel like playing? Feel like playing smobriety is the most retarded oh, word I God. say regularly. 
I don't say it regularly, but I. But I, I got Smobert. I think ten years ago, oh I smoked God. a pack and a half of cigarettes, at two two packs a day. Wow. Yeah. That is a lot. So I if know. you get off sugar, you're sugar. <laughs> Are you sober? I'm perfect. Is that a, what I'm it would perfect. be? Perfect. <laughs> Not like you, but a, per, but a person. What all are you sober from? Just that. Just cigarettes. And, and oh, and <laughs> cocaine. All, all drugs. All drugs. And alcohol. alcohol. And cigarettes. And cigarettes. Oh, okay, I was just curious. Yeah, no, I'm not one of those. I I'm sober, so now I have to quit sugar and meat. Yeah. I don't see yeah. myself ever becoming that person. I feel I'm like. Just someone who literally doesn't put alcohol in his mouth or snort cocaine. Do you do other drugs? No, I don't do any drugs. I don't drink, but like everything else is free game. He's saying right. he's going to smoke and have sex. <laughs> right. Within think, the hour. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, I got I, that too. You know what? I, I read into that a little bit. Really? Well, <laughs> you, know, you didn't say either I feel like you guys are things. teaming up on me right oh, now. Oh, no. I don't know what's happening. Oh, I think she gave you a compliment. She said you're going to have sex in an hour. That's a lot of confidence she has in you. Oh, nothing, right? of course. <laughs> well, the hour's not up. Um, okay, so now I have to ask you guys, would you mm -hmm. like to play a game? Yes. Or would you like to answer a listener email? Oh, we can't do both? We can do both. I'm, we're asking about order. Let's do the email. <clears throat> okay, is that the way you feel? Because this is a democracy. Yeah, and that's, yes. I feel bad that he feels ganged up on. So I'm siding with you against Anna. I feel ganged up on. What? And I'm going to leave. Um, Anytime there's three people, someone feels left out. Yeah, three's a, three's a challenge. <laughs> Thank God I love you guys both so deeply that I can take it. Um, okay, now we're going to help um, Nat Stevo, at Nat Stevo on Twitter. He said it was fine to give out his Twitter handle. Is he going to ask us to follow him at the end of this? No, I, I, I don't. Is he addicted to followers? Is that, the, is that really what's happening? I am. He's addicted to favoriting people's this, tweets. He's addicted to the, the Facebook thumbs up. That favoriting people's tweets is the most manipulative thing you can do because if somebody favorites my tweet, I like them more. Maybe not That's everyone's so as easy as I am. I favorited your tweet a couple times. Yeah. There's some funny ones. And I'm like, oh, Carlos, I like him a little bit more. Why do you think you're here? Probably why. Three tweets. You know, it, it goes a long way with Off me. Off to the gym, favorite. Good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Laura's never favorited one of mine. Oh um, wow! Now look who's bonded in against someone. Wow. All right. Okay, this it is. It does a, hurt. This is. I get so conscious about my tweets, by the way. Your tweets are hilarious. But like, there are times where I'm like, well, who's fault? And then like, you'll come up, and I'll be like. Anna's gonna read that. No, isn't that funny when you start to think about specific oh, people? Like, it's a disaster. Yeah, it really is. I'm gonna then, read all my tweets later in your voice, and it's gonna be, and I'm gonna imagine how much you don't like me because of them. Because a lot are pretty rough. I feel like I very much enjoy your tweets. Oh, thanks. I'm I'm pretty harsh. Like I'll I'll I'm quick to unfollow. Oh really? Oh, I'm quick on the unfollow button, to the point that it becomes awkward. <laughs> I would say. Um, so, okay, I'm going to read this email and, um, and you know, ask you guys to give advice. Okay. okay. I have been battling sexual addiction for a while now. It started for me as a child as a way to escape my dad's alcoholism. And ever since, I've used pornography and body rub places and escorts to feed and satisfy this addiction. N no comments yet. I know what my triggers are, and I can usually identify them when they start, but the feelings I get from masturbating and the release of chemicals are so strong that every attempt at me stopping has failed, mostly because this is all I can identify myself to. To quit also means in some way to give up who I am as a person. I've tried getting into treatment centers, but because of the costs, I cannot afford them and insurance will not cover them. So, my question is, what are your thoughts on getting this under control? There's a little bit more. I know I want you very badly, but I just don't know what the answer is. It's affected my marriage and has even started to affect me at work. I've become more of a recluse in that I'm spending hours searching porn sites and missing appointments and not calling friends. Um, my sex life with my wife has no feeling or passion in it any longer. She's slept with men from her workplace to satisfy herself, and this also fuels my addiction just a little bit more, but I know about it and I encourage it because I know it will make her happy and I'll use it as well. I guess he means this fantasy. Um, I just don't know what to do. Uh, and every day I give up just a little bit more. Dr. Herrera and Dr. House. Yes. Thoughts, feelings, suggestions, and comments. 
I, I, the first, my first instinct is similar to where I feel people, when I catch a bit of love line and I hear people with really serious problems and I just think, why are you calling love line? Yeah, like, it's like, down. this isn't a problem for a podcast. Right. This is like, I, it's just a, we, like, it's a serious but issue. <laughs> He's really self-aware. He needs to be in one-on-one -on -one therapy with the person and there are therapists that are sliding scale and they're available. There's also meetings that, that there are, are programs free. for that that there are, are free. programs for sex addiction. And it's like I just feel it's like the like sitting it's in a sense it's asking for help to send an email, but it's not really taking an action to get appropriate well, help. But maybe it is the first step. I mean, I don't know. I know when I needed help with addiction, I reached, I tried so many ineffective ways to try to get help. And I, How? um, I think that I would, I would sort of like want people to save me. I would sort of tell people and yeah. hope that they would just like pack me up and I don't yeah. know, ship me off somewhere yeah, and yeah. cure me. And, and I didn't want to take personal responsibility yet. And mm -hmm. I didn't, I, I didn't know. So maybe that, like, that's... It sounds like that. Yeah, so maybe he's just at the nascent stages. Yeah, I just... I'm going to assume that he's not being, like, manipulative and wanting attention. Right. I'm going to assume that... He's not like you. That he's not like me, okay? Even though he is an addict. Um, right. I'm going to assume that. And... Um, yeah, like, you, that sex addiction sounds like it's gone full force. It's gone, like, the, um, like, the drug equivalent of, like, becoming homeless from doing drugs. Like, right. It sounds really, like, concerning. And I don't know, like, what was his question? Like, what do you think about all this? Well, like, like what, basically, what can he do? I mean, I, I also think oh, he, so he sounds... Oh, he can't afford rehab. The, uh, sexual addiction programs. He can right. Google there's, that. Yeah. Right. And there's... then he can Google... His zip code, he can write his zip code after that, okay. stuff will come up, and he can just show up there. Right. And like, I would say he sounds slightly conflicted, like he in he, he still enjoys what he gets of out course. of it. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. It sounds like telling about a problem that is without... Planning on stopping. Yeah. But that's a, that, I think that that's a stage of getting towards, mm. okay. you know. The Actually, next that's a good point, and that's definitely a stage that I had with drugs or anything right. that I'm addicted to, whether it's, you know, cheeseburgers from 7-Eleven, which I was addicted to. Are those good? They're so good. Do you get to, you, do you get to say <laughs> medium rare, rare, or whatever? No. 7-Eleven? Uh, you grab it. It's a, it's a, I believe him, though. <laughs> they're on the little thing yeah, of wheels. Yeah, they're on the thing, and then... Well, no, no, no. I've never seen burgers. There's no, little there's... sausages. I've seen, like, nachos. No, this is beyond it. that. It's, like, wrapped in plastic, and oh. it's cold, and you want to Oh, oh I see. Seconds. Oh, back where the burritos are. Yeah. It's, okay. it's only, like, $3, but this you're really selling your soul. This podcast is sponsored. 7-Eleven <laughs> <laughs> presents the after party. 7-Eleven was almost. I have bathroom privileges at that one. That's oh. awesome. That's yeah. rare. I'm the only person that won't rob the place. Charming. Yeah. Well... So I think that you guys. So yeah, there's. I mean, then I would say Google. Google a your twelve-step program, a sex addict. Yeah. Sex and love addicts. Find some within a few miles of you. Find out the times and go to at least three or five of them. Right. You know, I and could, ask for help yeah. in that room. Say what you said in the email in the right. in the room. I think that's great advice. You know, I'll say this. I um, I don't want to say this, but I'll say it. Okay. I've been to one of those. I've I've done that. I've Googled mm -hmm. uh, sex and love addicts, and I I put my zip code on it too. And I've gone to a meeting like that, and I raised my hand and I said, "Hey, I need help with this." And people told me what to do. Right. Um. You know what you do after that. You're it's up to you. Exactly. Yeah. Right. But right, that's right. where there's yeah real help for it. Right. Yeah. Right. I do think getting with like-minded people. Exactly. Nobody can help you like somebody who has, has suffered from it. I mean, that's or is currently suffering right. from it almost. Like that right. commodity is like is so important. I don't know where I'd be without it. Right. No. I mean, and that's why like eighty percent of the people who work in rehabs are sober. Right. Because yeah, I can't imagine who else it would appeal to even. Like this guy's well, talking about this problem. He, he uh, he's gonna feel so great when he meets someone that is all that is suffering from that those exactly. same consequences yeah. and probably even worse. Yeah, that I've and done he gets all to that. Call him 
at two in the morning when this guy's you know on websites or whatever and he gets to call someone and tell them hey uh you know i'm on this site i don't want to be on the site i kind of do though and that person's going to be the x factor in him like that. do you, you want to take this. his call at 2 a.m i personally <laughs> don't like to take calls at 2 a.m um, but yeah, but, but at any, any time of day, when there's somebody saying, you know, I've done all that and more, right? Yeah. Welcome. Let me help you. We can talk about it. Right. You know, we'll take it it's, a little bit at a time. Because I do right. think it's also taking the shame out of it and realizing you're not alone and realizing mm -hmm. that there is a solution that works. Also, there are like I guess I will say too culturally, there are norms and there are judgments about certain kinds of behavior. For example, white collar crime versus blue collar yeah. crime. You know, like oh, blue collar gross as if insider trading isn't also terrible, etc. Right. So I think sometimes there's that stigma, but the truth is, on a chemical, physiological level, mm -hmm. it's it's when we do certain things that excite us, we, ne these neurotransmitters are fired, and that's what we're getting addicted to. Yeah. Right? Was it the dopamine? Yeah, we're getting like so. we get you know whether it's people gambling or drinking or sex or whatever it is and there's different judgments about them culturally but on the brain level it's all the same of like i yeah. have to get that rush i have to it's, this is how it comes written for some people it's shopping right and like, it's specifically the limbic brain take like takes over it's literally like your brain is functioning and yeah. then the limbic brain which is all the that, emotional that's stuff, the part of the front i I, well, that's prefrontal cortex. Okay. Um, um, she went to Trinity. Yeah. Keep in mind, I went to Trinity. And second of all, um, this is all KDEX stuff, and you know, I don't even know what KDEX stands for. So, okay. like, I mean, but basically, it hijacks is the word that they yeah. use. Oh, really? Yes. And that so, I've read so too. Cool. So when you, and that you have to develop the reasoning part of your brain yes. to be able to communicate out of it, but you only get that retraining right. by being around Whoa. other people who have it. And having like a you know developing a kind of a an experience with not doing it right. and That's experience crazy. and good experience of not doing it where you go right oh I I didn't drink that night I felt better or whatever the addiction is and your brain is, but chemistry changes it, you your it literally changes changes your brain chemistry it's the most amazing in three thing. months That's why they say get a real great start with 90 days. I feel right. like I only run on the emotional part like that's I'm completely hijacked right. I'm in in certain things. Oh, yeah. but, <laughs> in but he said another thing too that's relevant to that, which is that I'm afraid if I stop doing this, I'll lose who I am. Right. And that's not the case. I know so many sober people, and they just get better. You just, you don't lose any of the good part. Yeah, yeah. Doing something good for you won't like. Yeah, it's. Well, and, and these identifications yeah. are ultimately false constructs. Anyway, anyway, yeah. yeah. It's like I'm the. You know, I used to think like. Oh, my personality is that I'm super sassy and kind of a pain in the ass. And like, <laughs> no, those are my defects of character. Yeah. That's actually not who I am. That's so funny. You know? <laughs> um, you're like, oh yeah, those are your defects. <laughs> now, okay, because you... So only good things can happen from uh, releasing yourself from an addiction. Yeah, and I think you're taking the right totally. first step. Good job, man. So, okay, and now I'm rewarding you guys for your for your hard labor on that question. Thank you. Um, with, again, do you want to play the game, Laura, or do you want to be on my side where we let Carlos play the game? I think Let's I let Carlos play the game. He's the guest. Okay, okay, okay. All right, right. what's the game? Okay, we're going to give you three different things, and you're going to tell us which is true. Okay. You ready? Mm -hmm. Laura, do you want to read? You read the first Wait, what, am I, what are the consequences? What do I win? What do I lose? Just Our love and adoration, which since you're a validation junkie, means everything. Yeah. Or not. Okay. <laughs> um, okay, so we tell you three things. One of these things is one is true, one is not true. Which one is true or which one is not true? Which, which one is true? Which okay. one is true? So only one of these three is true. Which one is true? On My Strange Addiction, a woman named Gloria is addicted to bathing in glass. Okay. On My Strange Addiction, a woman named Laura mm. is addicted to eating cat food. Hmm. On My Strange Addiction, a man named Nathaniel is in a sexual and romantic relationship with his car. 
last one. Oh. Which is true. Wait, hold on, hold on. I think I've gotten this theme backwards. Oh boy. I know, uh. no, I know. Okay, sorry, one of them's not true. Which is not true. <laughs> Bathing in glass, eating cat food, sexual and romantic relationship with a car. The glass one is not true is my answer. Good answer. Beep. Wrong. Really? That's why it's such a good question. It's, it's the cat food one because you wrote it. I. <laughs> is that true? <laughs> I knew I should have gone with that. I I you always should go with your first instinct because baby in glass sounds insane. Like how could you die? And I think I saw a car thing like that on Nip Tuck once. So. Yeah, I feel like the car thing is almost understandable. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I mean not like wow. a sexual relationship with my car. But I could see well, it. there's a muffler. It's calling to you. Yeah. Right? <laughs> there's a gas tank. I mean, there's all, it's sending a lot of signals. I remember being on this TV show and discussing a man who had sex with a bike. So, oh, so that God. doesn't... Did you just see the thing about a guy who had sex with a hornet's nest? Oh, my God, no. Yeah, it was like a guy... They found him. Oh, yes. A guy... Oh, you know what? It was a hoax. But the... Oh. <laughs> my friend posted... <laughs> that's so funny. But it sticks in your head. My friend posted on Facebook. She was like, I have no words. But it was like... Yeah, bloat bloated guy. Um, sex with a horn, it says. But I'm, I'm also sure it's happened. I'm from Texas. It doesn't surprise me. Right. But I do love, None of it I do love me. the brain that, like, we hear the story, and then whether or not it's true or not is sort of the society we live in, like, is totally secondary. It's just like, <laughs> yeah. like it's sort of like the guy who ate the guy's face because he was on bath salts. Turns out he wasn't on bath salts. Uh -huh. But everyone's like, you know about the guy who ate the guy's yeah, face on bath salts. <laughs> Um, okay, there, here's another one, and it's very relevant considering... What's not, not true? Are we playing the game? What are we We're doing? We're still playing the okay. game. Um, so one of them is true. Or one of them is not true. <laughs> you have... What's okay. happening? I'm just trying to remember. Read it aloud and I'll think about okay. it. Okay, multiple choice. A recent study of 1,000 people in Dublin... Confirmed that genetics play a large part in starting smoking, becoming a heavy smoker, or quitting smoking. Okay, one of those is true. Can you name them off again? <laughs> yeah. Starting smoking. So genetics plays a large part in A, starting smoking, uh -huh. B, becoming a heavy smoker, or C, quitting smoking. And one's not true. Well, no. One is true. The other... It's a multiple choice question. One is right. Uh, I think it's C. So that genetics play a large part in quitting smoking? That's your, your answer? Is that your final answer? Yes. It's not right. It's not right, but that's, that's, outra what? that's outrageous. <laughs> it would be starting smoking, right? No! I mean, in becoming a heavy smoker, oh, genetics? I'm you so got it wrong. We're <laughs> even and wrong. It feels so much better. Well, first of all, first I don't care about anyone mad. in Dublin. What? <laughs> so I, I thought the whole grounds of the, so you weren't <laughs> of the study was bizarre. Oh, I don't know anything about the Dub Dublin culture. I can point out on a map, Carlos, you're supposed to be able to point that out. You're yeah. supposed to be able to I point that out. I care about Dublin. I just mean I don't know anything about Dublin, so I felt I felt at a disadvantage. I think that I that's an excuse. <laughs> and I think that Dublin is a terrific place to do that study because I bet a lot of people smoke. People smoke everywhere. Yeah. But I bet I bet you anything. I don't have no statistic on this, but more people smoke in Dublin than really? other places. Yes, they're all alcoholics and they smoke, and I don't mean to judge. That's there go there go our Dublin fans. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean that with affection. Here they're coming back. All right. Okay. So become so genetics play a role, and if you become a heavy smoker, isn't that fascinating? That is interesting. I mean, in any culture, I would never have guessed that at all. Yeah, about Dublinites. <laughs> okay, well, listen, this about wraps up our after party. It's oh, been a man. pretty good after party. I thought it was called after party. That's a good name. I like that. Well, thank you, because now, now we have to go to the after after party, which is why we have to. So secret. It's <laughs> like you got to sign stuff to get in. Yeah, passwords oh. and oh, yeah, secret shakes, doors, alleys. I don't get invited, like, the guest is, like, not never cool enough to go to the after-after party. <laughs> the, guests... the after-after party is your spin-off show on Bravo where they talk about <laughs> what happened in this. 
Yeah, you can, you can be Andy Cohen. Chris, Chris I watched that for the first time last week. Across the by Chris Hardwick, yes. It blew my mind away. What, why? Because he's like a TV executive who gave himself a TV show, and like, it's hilarious. I know, awesome. but it's yeah. kind of enjoyable to watch. Oh, I liked it. It's just right. crazy. The concept is insane. I know. Let's just, put my, let's just film, let's just make a fake version of my office and fill it with like... Uh, I want to be that I find attractive. <laughs> I yeah, want to be and, pretty uh, great. that TV executive who can give myself that job. Yeah, it's true. Um, but okay, we want to thank you guys for listening. Um, Carlos, do you have anything that you would like to plug or tell our our listeners in Dublin about? Um, <laughs> no, I actually don't have anything right now. Well, <laughs> Laura, um, you can follow me on Twitter. Yeah, oh, I I'm, do that. I'm Laura House. Yes. At CJ Herrera. Yes. Carlos has changed his tune. I, and I'm at Anna David. Um, there's also an at After Party Chat Twitter. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So tune back in next time. We love you. Keep coming back. <laughs> you did it. One hour.